Good morning, Kale, and welcome to Coffee Combo's podcast. Good morning. It's definitely Monday. Are you feeling it? I'm feeling it all the way. I have stubbed my, like I ran into the corner of the coffee table with my knee and I lost my headphones. And then I was just sitting here waiting because I thought that you were still like rebooting your stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm just Googling um, Diwali because I, (laughs) I was going through Lux's backpack and I thought about in the beginning of the school year, the teachers like sent out this little like note that was like, if you have any um, like celebrations or like holidays that your family celebrates that you would like to share with the class, like let us know. Um, And I was going through his backpack from the other from, I guess, Friday when he came home. And he had a little gift in there from one of the kids in this class. And it said happy. I thought it was pronounced Diwali. Mm-hmm. Um, but upon research, some Googling and uh, pronunciation things, it's Diwali, which is a festival of lights. And it's celebrated um, typically like a it's a Hindu holiday. Um, and some like Sikhs, Sikhs and Buddhists celebrate it. But I just thought it was so cute because I feel like for America to be like the melting pot like I never hear about other holidays and I've never I I see it on the calendar but I never like googled it or anything and so once Lux got the little gift in his backpack I was like I need to google this and um I watched a little video on it um and it's the triumph of good over evil and the celebration of good joy and light and I just thought it was so cute that I would share it with you guys oh my gosh I love that so much and it actually made me think about something whenever you said that when we were kids, do you remember having like Christmas parties and stuff like that at school? Christmas parties at school. Yeah, I do remember that. Okay. And I don't know if this was just like something that we did where I lived, but we would have like a whole celebration all week long. So like it would be schoolwork, but it would be like Christmas crossword puzzles and yeah. like all that. Right. Mm hmm. And then we would get to bring special treats and our teacher would give us like little Christmas goodie bags like on Friday before we went home. Yep. And now they don't do any of that. And I hate it. Like, well, I just think there's a way there's got to be a way to have like a holiday party to be inclusive of all the like Hanukkah, Diwali, um, Kwanzaa, Christmas. Like there's got to be a way to do all of it. Well, and that's. I love that they do that at Lux's school because I feel like that it's educational for children to be um, able to like, yeah, be able Mm -hmm. to be exposed to other cultures and how they celebrate. To me, that is history. That is something that is super important for them. And now it's just dubbed, you know, holiday party or whatever. And, Everything is just very neutral. Nothing specific is celebrated. And I'm not saying Christmas should should be celebrated over other holidays. It's just I remember celebrating Christmas at school. Um, And now every time the holidays roll around, I just get so upset. I think Thanksgiving is also celebrated as like harvest or something. I think that it's always kind of been like that, though. Has it? I don't know. I remember celebrating Thanksgiving. Oh, Um, yeah. Maybe. I mean, we did like turkeys and like pilgrim stuff and all of that. I think um, I'm not really sure. I don't I remember doing like things. I just don't remember if it was like. I don't remember. I feel like harvest sounds like very familiar. Maybe it was just like one of the words. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
Well, probably because Isaac's been having harvest for like however many years. <laughs> but yeah, I just I thought it was really cute um, that they that the school well the teachers I don't know if all the schools like teachers do it but in Lux's specific classroom they you know give you the opportunity to like um give give something to be recognized or whatever and they actually did it and I don't know if everyone got a gift or what it was but it was it was super cute so I I love that they did that and I think um I don't know like maybe they like maybe there's a way for them to like focus on each of the different things that are celebrated like I know that there's so many options to do but like I don't know there's got to be a way to like make maybe every other year is like something new you know what I mean I mean I'm just throwing stuff out there I'm like okay um public school systems please listen to coffee convos podcast and please also take our advice um I think it would be so nice if they did where each child when they came in and told about themselves you know like student of the week or whatever that they incorporated their family traditions and like what they celebrated and yeah, that would be super cute something was unfamiliar then maybe they could do like an experience day where the other children are experiencing whatever but that is one thing that i love i do not love about the public school system is that they're so like focused on just being so neutral about everything Mm-hmm. that the experiences that I think that we had in the nineties are absolutely not the experiences that our children are having. I agree. I do agree with that. So, um, anyway, you said that you stubbed and then you kind of like paused for a second and I was about to be like, Oh my God, she lost her toenail again. <laughs> well, I don't think you could like stub your knee. I mean, I guess you could stub your knee, but I, I hit my knee on the corner of the coffee table and it was not, it was not a good time. <laughs> My grandmother used to call it like hitting your funny bone. Yeah. On your elbow or like yeah. near your elbow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I could see you doing that too. It was not a good time. So yeah. But how was your weekend? What did you do? My weekend was good. We actually last minute took a trip to um, Los Angeles and Kale, honey, let me just tell you this story <laughs> because... <laughs> You tell me all these stories, like these single mom stories traveling with your kids, and yours are way more dramatic because you have a lot more to wrangle. But I also feel like Jackson is like three children in one. Um, Mm -hmm. And anyone who has an only child who's listening to this will definitely understand that everything is about them. Everything is theirs and everything is on their time. So... I tell him Thursday night, I'm like, okay, we really need to get in the bed and we need to get our eyes closed very fast because the morning's going to come fast. Mm -hmm. And our flight out of Atlanta was at 7.15, like departing. First of all, why? Okay, well, let me explain. So when you are going to the West Coast from here, there's a three-hour time change. So if we left here at 7.15, that means we would get to Los Angeles at breakfast time like their local time. So if you're doing a weekend trip to the West coast, that's really the only way in my opinion to do it because then you don't lose your entire Friday. Like if you're going in on a Friday, you don't lose the entire Friday as a travel day. So we get in, we go to breakfast, we go straight to 
Universal Parks, stayed there all day. Jackson and I were up for 24 hours, 24 nope. hours. Then we drove to Palm Springs from Los Angeles to Palm Springs, which is like a two and a half hour drive. Stayed there Friday night, did the pool all day Saturday, um, burned late late night oil on Saturday again, and then woke up early on Sunday morning, had a two hour drive to Los Angeles airport and then flew home, didn't get home until 1050 last night and was back up at 630 this morning. Um, but when I tell you I did carry ons, didn't check any bags. When I go to get my um, ID out and get my boarding pass all loaded to go through security, all of a sudden I look down at my phone and it rings from Lexus and it's like giving me this notice that one of my windows are open. And I'm like, uh, why would one of my windows be open? Like, who opened the window? And I'm just sitting there looking at Jackson like, I swear, like, you better not have opened the freaking window. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jackson, did you open the window? It's talking about the passenger, like, windows being open. And he's like, well, I mean, I couldn't really remember at this moment if I opened the window. And I'm like, no, you need to remember. Did you open the window or not? And he's like, mom, I don't know if I did. I'm like, okay, well, you obviously remember if you put your finger on the window thing and it went down, then you open the window. So Uh I have to find like this security lady to watch our bags. Mind you, I get to the airport at 6.07. Our flight is boarding at 6.37. And you need to go find out if you left the window open. And I need to go find out if I left the window open in the parking garage. So this nice lady at the airport, she's like, yeah, you can leave your luggage. Because you know how you've left luggage before and you've told me the stories about how you can't leave it. Um, what is it called? Unattended. Unattended because yes. they'll take it. So yes. I was panicking like, oh, my God, if I leave this stuff just like in the middle of the place, it's going to be unattended luggage. So she tells me to go. Jackson and I are sprinting through the airport. I get there. Sure enough, the window's down. And when I get it up and we start running back, Jackson goes, wow, I'm really glad we caught that. I'm like, really? Uh, like, really? First of all, you're better than me because I would have never went back to look. Kill. I was so worried because I had a spare set of keys like inside the car for valet purposes. Like if you know, you go to a restaurant or something in valet, I have a whole key key ring. And then I have my spare key that has nothing on it. And that's easier to get valet. So I had that inside the car. So I was like, okay, I don't know how far this window is down. I mean, obviously the apps not being like window is cracked at a 90 degree angle or something, you know, so I get there. No, the window is completely all the way down. And I had that key in there. And the only thing I could think is like, oh my God, what if somebody sees this window is down, they rummage through my car, find that key, and then they steal it? Nobody's going to steal it. You don't know that. <laughs> how do you know that? And how are you so confident in telling me that? And why are you so calm right now? Because I just feel like, okay, if these people have money to get on flights to like, I mean, you're right. I sh- This is me like tr- seeing the benefit of the doubt in every single person. Like, if they're getting on a flight, if they have enough time to get on a flight, they're not worried about like looting someone's vehicle. But you know what? You're probably right. You should always be extra cautious. And then the only thing I could think about was like, okay, 
I'm going to get back to Atlanta and my car is going to be gone. And I'm going to have to explain this to Will, like how my car just got gone from the airport. It got gone. Yeah. Like it just got gone. Like what would, (laughs) what would I say? Like go into the thing and be like, call Will at 10 o'clock at night and be like, yes, Hey, we've arrived, but we have no way to get home because the cars, like, how do you explain that? I mean, you don't, I guess. He would be like, you're never going anywhere again. Right. Be like, literally. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) But it was so universal was so fun. And I'm so glad that I did that because I don't know. We talked, I think it was maybe last week or the week before about me going to Disney over Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I was going to try to squeeze in like a universal day, but I'm glad that we did universal um, in California so that I don't have to worry about it. And I prefer the universal California park over the Orlando park. It was so amazing. Jackson is obsessed with dinosaurs. He always has been. And so Jurassic world was like a big deal. Yeah. And they had like a little baby animatronic dinosaur that he was telling, I heard him on the phone telling Will, he was like, dad, I know that dinosaurs are extinct, but this was just so realistic that I think it's real. I think it's real. And I mean, I have videos. I'm going to send them to Kristen so that she can post them of him interacting with this big blue dinosaur. And it really did. Like if you were a kid, it looked as Jackson says, realistic. Oh, I love, I absolutely love Jurassic world. I I went, I loved universal. I'm not a Disney person, but I love universal. And we did the, um, when I did go, we did the fast pass because you for Universal, you can do the fast pass for the whole park instead of just picking the three like Disney. And so we did that and we did the entire park in like half a day. I love it. So Universal is a really I love doing it from like morning until night. Like it's a day thing for me um, and then be done because I love Disney over Universal. However, The excitement to see him so excited about the dinosaur stuff was really fun. Harry Potter was really fun. Um, He got to be picked in one of the little show things like to get a special wand and it was really fun. And then also I think it's really cool how they have all the experiences like Harry Potter world and then you can go and eat like at a little cafe there. And I guess they do that at Disney too, but Disney is like Disney and it all feels just like Disney at universal. Everything seems kind of like its own thing. Does that make sense? Like, yes. Like there's no, like, like kind of like there's like no brand, like no universal branding. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you're going to do Simpsons ride or whatever, like everything around it is Simpsons. They have the Simpsons store, the, you know, all of that. Um, right. And then, oh my gosh, I loved the movie Pets. Did your kids like that movie? Yes, they loved it. Okay. They had the cutest little pets ride at Universal. It was so cute. And then another thing that um, I really loved at Universal was the experience of riding to hear the history of Universal and seeing movie sets and stuff that... Um, like where they filmed and just telling you the history of how things were filmed and things that you thought would have been 
filmed somewhere else, but they were really like on the property was really, really cool. And they had a whole um, like Fast and Furious experience through it. Um, Jurassic World, a bunch of different like old movies that they had filmed. It was really cool. I love, I, mean, I haven't been in years. I think the last time I went was when I was married to Javi. So it's definitely been some time before, since I've been there. You should take your kids. I think I they would to. really love it. I would it. love to. Yeah. One of these days when I feel up to traveling again, um, I will have to do that. It's weird too, because I feel like now I have the travel bug for like the longest time I didn't. And now I'm like, okay, I want to go and do this this weekend. And I want to go do this this weekend. Um, I will say that it was a little hard for Jackson to wear a mask for almost 24 hours. Cause you know, we traveled through the airport and then went into universal and they have a mask mandate at the park. Um, and they're strict on it. Like you have to have it over your nose. And so I don't know what age you have to be like if your younger kids would have to, to wear a mask or not, but they were, they were strict about it. So just anybody that has children that is, are considering doing it, just keep that in mind. Okay. That's good to know. That is very good to know. Um, anyway, moving on from that, I also <laughs> wanted to tell you this story. I've been wanting to tell you this so bad for like probably maybe nine days. I've been wanting nine to days. This. Yeah. But I was like, everybody else also needs to know about this. So, um, remember how I was such a liar and said that I was never going to get waxed again, but, but yeah. I did. Okay, so I think the issue that I was having was that I was waxing and then I was shaving in between and then the pattern of your hair grows back differently. So that's what causes you to have ingrown hairs if you start shaving again from waxing. So I went back, got waxed and literally it... I'm such a liar. It basically is the best thing ever. I love the feeling of the waxing. And it is also nice because it cuts down on shower time. Like you don't have to worry about it. And I only have to go every five weeks and it's so nice. So I think that you really need to reconsider it or at least try the sugaring um, and then just like not shave at all. But the girl was telling me about waxing stories about how she'll get people in there and it'll just be so bad and like, she what do you mean so bad like the smell like yeah and like no uh, okay there's a couple of different scenarios that she told me she's like people will come in there with yeast infections no 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 fucking no i don't want no you, you i draw the line there you as a woman you know when you have one why <laughs> would you go get waxed and spread your legs open Yes, ma'am. Like she told me. No, nope. She told me that women will literally come in there with yeast infections and that they cannot turn them away. Like they have to wax them. What? How can you not? And so she said that they'll offer them like a cleansing rag or whatever, wipe. And that's like basically the only way of being like, hey, can you like basically clean up before I start waxing you? So she told me that that's very common that she sees. No. She also told me that she sees women come in there with like toilet paper stuck around places. No. Nope. 
nope, nope, like, nope, nope, nope. Okay, did you guys like not wipe before you went? Because my routine before I go to wax is even if I go to the gym like in the morning before a waxing appointment, I always come home, shower, and then go to my waxing appointment. Like th- that's just common courtesy, right? I I'm kind of blown away right now because like as a woman, you know, if you stink, you know, if you're P I'm not going, if my pH is even a little bit off, I'm not going, I'm rescheduling. Like I don't understand. Then. Okay. This is, I, I saved this one for last. She told me that women will literally come in there with dingleberries. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're lying to me. I'm not. I had this whole conversation you're and lying. I, I was like, Hey, I would love to have you like bring my recorder in here and just have you anonymously tell us some waxing horror stories and then You're just play them on coffee combos. And I swear to you, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm just going to pop this recorder in my bag, take it in there. And they're going to be like, why was your cat that bad that it took you guys an hour to wax? And it's like, mm, no, I was just hearing about all of the nasty shit that goes on up in this place. I'm, I'm not lying. She told me that she will have people like when she goes to do the Brazilian and wax the butthole that when people lift up that there will be dingleberries. I'm not lying. I'm so like insecure and like overly um, self-aware before those appointments and like will literally shower, scrub, um, what is it called? Um, Exfoliate, all of that all the things and like literally won't go to the bathroom until my appointment because why like why like I'm not understanding um same so when I heard this I was like wow that's really a thing like I was my mouth she probably was like well I had to have on a mask but my mouth was wide open I was like oh my god there's no way that this is actually real and then she said that um a lot of people will come on their work lunch break or something like that no like no I mean that might be your only timing but like how do you like do you bring baby wipes and like clean yourself up like just to be sure but she said that they don't like it's so I'm just saying this that if you are going on your work lunch break wipe like something like save these people because I as a wax tech or whatever they call themselves I'm just like is it like an esthetician are they an esthetician I don't know I don't I'm not sure but I'm just thinking to myself like they didn't sign up for all of that right like they signed up to wax your cat and your butthole but like they did not sign up to deal with someone coming in with a yeast infection with dingleberries and uh pieces of toilet paper stuck around parts like that's not normal that's not normal at all and those women should just go home and shave (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) hey so i think that we need to get you on board with either waxing or sugaring because i would love to do a highlight on coffee combos page just for things that have worked for us because i know other people have probably experienced the same stuff that we've talked about in fact the problem i I know they have I've oh yeah, hundred percent. I just I know for a fact, like I know my body and I paid attention. I never have had like an ingrown hair until I got waxed, which most people say that they get them from shaving. Um, but when your skin is like forced to like re poke through the skin, 
that's when I like got my first and then it just like looks horrible when it scars and I just like don't know what I'm doing wrong. Um, the other problem is I live in Dover, Delaware. And so the place that I would go get waxed was over 45 minutes away. So if that's like for waxing, I don't know if I could find a place that's closer for sugaring either. And that's like, I just, for me, I can't. I'm going to help you be on the hunt. Okay. Because Okay, I also Kristen told me about sugaring like she was like, you need to look into this. But I literally cannot find the time to like drive almost an hour, get the thing done and then drive another almost hour home. Like that's that becomes the first entire half of my day. Yeah, that is a lot if you can't find somewhere that's like local. But I will say the people that I've talked to because I've had extensive conversations about this kind of stuff. People swear by the sugaring. Like that's what Kristen swear by it. So I don't know. I think it would be something to maybe try out. Um, I also want to know while we're on this topic, what are people's like must have appointments? Like if you had to list appointments one through three, like your top three appointments, what are you having done and what do you feel like is a must have requirement for you or for me or for just our listeners, our listeners, but also us. Okay. So let me hear yours. Okay. I love to have my hair at least toned and like a fresh cut. Um, I don't like it to look scraggly at all. So that would be in my top three. Um, my nails and my toes, more specifically my toes, my nails could go. Um, and then my third one would be, (laughs) this isn't even like an appointment, but like kind of an appointment. I, I need my teeth like freshly cleaned. How often? I could go like once every three months and I probably will start doing that. Um, just cause I love the feel of like knowing that my teeth were professionally cleaned. Okay. I dig it. I have, um, my nails and toes. Like I'm probably not going to do my hair ever. Um, as far as like styling it every day, but I will not miss like a, like a hair appointment, like with Taylor. So number one, nails and toes, um, to my hair, my hair appointment, probably once every three ish months. And then, um, like you, I'm going tomorrow. And I told her, I was like, I need it to be freshly trimmed. Like I, even though I just got it cut like a month ago, I want it to be nice and sharp and like crisp on my on my ends because I'm I'm tired of like thinking I'm doing something by like growing my hair out and it just looks straggly I know Same. you know what I mean so I'm just I, I was like she's like you've never said that I was like I know but I now I just need to be like fresh trim just it nice. just looks so much better yes. right and then my third is my disport I'm I started getting um I don't get Botox. I get Disport, which is just like another brand. Um, I started getting it last year right after Creed was born. And um, that's like the one I will schedule out every three months. Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of forgot about how much I love facials because I do that. I try to do that once a month. But this divorce situation really got me off track and I'm finally like back in the green and feel good about it. I had a facial last week and I needed it so, so bad. Um, I also would love to know how often people go to get their nails done and how often people get their hair cut or trimmed because I've heard 
from some of my friends, they go way more often than me and some go way less often than me. So I just want to know which side you fall on. For me or just the people? Well, the listeners, but also you. Like, what's normal to you? Um, Probably for a good – you said for a haircut? Yeah, like a hair – well, you know, just like a trim, just so it looks sharp. Oh, I usually get a trim whenever I get my hair done, like every three, four months. But okay. now that I've cut my hair short and I like it short, I'm going to go probably more often. Okay, so I think that your hair looks amazing the length that it is now. Thank you, ma'am. And the length that your hair is now, I think is, you think it's close to the same length that mine is right now? Yes. Okay. I would say so. So I feel like with the length that we have, you feel the pressure of needing to get it trimmed yeah. more often just so mm-hmm. that it looks like fresh. Like maintain. Yeah, I agree. Like a really nice, crisp cut. Correct. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break to talk about one of our partners, Chime. I know that we've talked about them many of times before, but Chime is an award-winning app and debit card that has saved its members more than $10 billion in overdraft fees with SpotMe fee-free overdraft. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no fees. Overdraft fees have gotten way out of hand. In 2019, traditional banks took $11 billion in overdraft fees. Chime does things differently. Now you deserve to have financial peace of mind. Join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started today at chime.com slash convos. That's chime.com slash convos. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bank Corp Bank or Stride Bank in a member's FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. Chime members overdraft fee savings based on eligible members use of SpotMe versus $33 average overdraft fee. Overdraft fee data based on bank rate, checking account survey, and CRL June 2020 overdraft fees report. So anyway, anything else going on that you did this weekend? Any updates? Um, we were going to the Super Bowl. Lincoln's team is 9-0, and and we are <laughs> advancing to the Super Bowl on Saturday. So You said, we're going to the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, wait, like the actual Super Bowl? That's no, so cool. No, I could cool. never afford those tickets. <laughs> I could never afford those. Um, <laughs> but no, the little it's called the We're the Little Pro. We're a little pro. So little pro is going to the Super Bowl. Our little pro Super Bowl. Did you make shirts for this? Um, no, I'm going to actually make a poster this week. I'm going to go to the store after this and I'm going to get poster board and like markers and glitter and all of that. And I'm going to make Lincoln a little um, board, like a little poster. Will you make a video like oh, a yes. progression video of you making this poster? Yes. So that we can post it. Because yeah. also um, I always think even like since I was in high school, I used to get poster boards and like try to make stuff. And I always like way overthought my abilities, I guess, and thought that I'd be like so great at it. Mm-hmm. Then it looks terrible. So I really hope that's not the experience that you have. Well, I've already pinned some ideas that I have. So hopefully I'm not victimized this time. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. You know what I've been meaning to ask you? What? Way back when we talked about how you were going to be in your new house for Thanksgiving and you were going to be celebrating the holidays there. Yeah, that's not happening. But then I was like, well, what is Kale doing for Thanksgiving? I was I thought I was going to Texas because Sterling lives there and that's where we were last year. Um, but it's the 8th or the 9th. I don't even know what day it is. And I haven't heard from her. So I'm not going to just like invite me and the fam bam down to Texas. I think I'm just going to be home. Sterling, are you listening? She's not listening. <laughs> she <laughs> she doesn't do social media or anything. And um, I totally understand if she doesn't want to have like kale in the chaos there for Thanksgiving. So I think we're just going to like chill at home. I might like order a pizza, throw some, you know, cranberry sauce in a, in a jar on the side. Will you also take videos of this as well? Yeah, Thanksgiving pizza for sure. This is my personal entertainment. Um actually this weekend I had a really good weekend with the kids outside of football. Um we tried to watch um the Adams family on Saturday night. Everyone got in my bed, we got popcorn whatever. I fell asleep before like halfway. That's okay, though, because Sunday morning we watched Maleficent and I remembered why she's my favorite hero slash villain. Wait, tell us. Have you seen Maleficent? No. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Everyone. She's not a villain. Like, I'm. she's just very, very misunderstood. So um, her she is like misguided and she thoughts that she thinks that she has like true love's kiss or whatever. He ends up this person that's supposed to be like her like true love cuts off her wings. She used to be a fairy. Oh, really? And so she cursed, she puts a spell on Aurora because she was, you know, filled with like, she wanted to get revenge or whatever. Right. But then she ends up falling in love, like with Aurora, not like in a lovey dovey way, but in like a, like a godmother type of way. Right. Like she, she yeah. so Maleficent is far before like Frozen and all of this, like the story of Maleficent is like a man doesn't have to be a true love. Like, you know how that, that was like one of the big themes about um, Frozen, like Elsa yeah. and, and Anna and everyone made a big deal about it. Well, also the same thing happened with Maleficent. She ends up reversing her spell because she kisses Aurora on the forehead when she's in the deep sleep and she deeply regrets like ever curse, like cursing her because she fell in love with being like her quote unquote, like fairy godmother. And um, Aurora finds out that, you know, Maleficent is not the evil her her dad was. Because oh. he was the one that cut off her wings. My gosh, I need to watch this. You need to watch it. You have to watch the 2014 one first, and then they did another one in 2019. But you have to watch the 2014 one. It's on Disney+. Plus, and you will have a whole... Like, she literally is, like, a villain and a hero in her own story. Like, it's it's amazing. You got to watch it. Okay, I'm going to watch it this week, and I'm going to report back. Um, also, what is everyone's favorite Disney movies? And are you more of the Disney classics or the remakes? Because I am so... I feel so strongly about The Lion King. Like... Yeah. I loved the original, but I didn't love the remake. Um, and it's not that I didn't love it. I just liked the original movie so much better. And I feel like everything was so much better in the 90s. Um, I would love to know what people's favorite Disney movies are. Mine's Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. Um, 
my friend this morning actually told me that supposedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, um, Ariana Grande is going to play. What is her name? Bone. What's her name? She's supposed to play in Hercules. Bones like, I'm not a part of this podcast. Yeah, she's not listening to me at all. She doesn't um, care. She's going to be in Hercules? Yes. Um, I vaguely remember that movie as a kid. Um, like, some of the some of the remakes are cool, but like, like Maleficent, because I don't even know if there is a cartoon movie of Maleficent. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But like, a classic like Lion King or um, Cinderella, like those, I personally like just like the original classic same i do too and snow white um i didn't get to see um cruella which again is kind of like a maleficent i did and i loved it you did okay so that one i still need to look i still need to watch that one yeah 101 dalmatians is one of my faves but i am a big disney movie love everything disney um disney could blow up in my house and i would think it was decorated beautifully (laughs) um (laughs) So you might really like um, John Stamos, him and his wife, their house is decorated with a lot of um, Disney memorabilia. Oh, I would love it. I already started buying all of Jackson's Disney clothes for our trip. Like, I really love... You're all in. Yes, honey. I am all in. Now that we're talking about children and holidays that are coming up... They are all about coming together and creating magic of the season. So make sure you buy some ornaments. But isn't building your own ornaments way more awesome? Because this year, KiwiCo will invite your family to make holidays a little more hands-on. KiwiCo is the one-stop gift shop for kids of every age and interest. Kids can discover the mechanics behind everyday objects, learn science of cooking, explore new cultures, which is what we just talked about. I absolutely loved looking up Diwali and kind of just sharing that with Lux. And you can practice new art and design techniques all through hands-on projects. So give a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. This is really the perfect gift, especially for a family or a child that has everything. This is something that's evergreen. It's so fun. You can do it at any time and it's different than most gifts. So I highly, highly recommend this. I love it. You can cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with hands-on projects every month. And if your kids are anything like mine, they're always asking to make stuff. Even this morning before school, Lux was like, mom, I need to get into the office. I need, I want to color. And I'm like, first of all, it's 7 a.m. We need to get ready for school. (laughs) But um, I thought it was super cute. Just like really shows that kids love to learn and they won't even realize how much they're actually learning from these cute little crates. And I've been raving about them for years now. So this holiday season, give the gift of fun, hands-on holiday experience with KiwiCo. Get 50% off of your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code coffee at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com co.com k-i-w-i-c-o.com promo code coffee um can we um what do you what do you like to uh, switch notes what do you say switching gears switching gears can we switch (laughs) gears to something that i want to talk about it's super super important to me because at first i felt one way and now I feel a completely different way yeah let's hear it 
Tell me everything. Okay. Did you hear about what happened with Travis Scott at the Astro World Festival? I did. However, um, I was pretty much off my phone all weekend long. Didn't post anything on stories. Nothing. I saw that. Oh, you saw that? I would. You missed me. Yeah, I was like, um, she's not on my timeline at all. So but I didn't bother you because I knew you were busy. So I was like, it's fine. Yeah. So I was pretty much completely off of it. And then when I went to the airport, I saw the reports. It said something about how eight deaths and then there was like 11 people that were reported that had cardiac arrest. And no, the eight people that died were were of cardiac arrest. Okay. Okay, so give me all the details because I don't really know that much. All right, so first, when I I did not hear about it on social media, my friends were texting me about it, and I was like, I don't know what the outrage is like between Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. At first, I was like, you can't expect them to know what's going on in crowds of people, right? Like, why are you holding them accountable? And first of all, Kylie Jenner has nothing to do with the Astroworld concert outside of just like being there. Right. But... I proceeded to go down the Astroworld rabbit hole and um, my friends are also sending me TikToks and like lawyers perspectives and this, that and the third. And at first, like I said, I had Travis's back. I was like, OK, like this is not his problem. He knew that people were dying. People were screaming that, you know, people are dying. These people need help. And he continued to show. He even stops to like basically acknowledge that something was going on. And then he just put, said, put your finger, middle fingers in the, um, in the air and kept the concert going. Um, there are allegedly several people were injected in the neck with what? something. Yes. Um, and I have several videos um, like TikToks explaining like all kinds of things. One of one of the people that passed away was 14 years old. <gasps> oh, my. Wait. What were they injected in? The, these people that died were injected in the neck with something. I'm not sure that I don't I don't know the full details on it. Allegedly, I know one of the security guards. There's a TikTok I can send to you um, where the cop is saying, yes, one of the security guards was, in fact, um, injected with something. Um, <gasps> so they're doing a full homicide investigation um, on that. But Travis Scott is ignored. Like people are trying to tell security and tell Travis Scott, like, stop the show. Even uh, the crowd is chanting, stop the show because people are dying. Um, and he just continues, ignores them. Um, and then their uh, paramedic arrives and there's like a, I think like an ambulance or a paramedic truck of some sort. Um, and nobody, he just continues the show. He doesn't even care. And so people are going viral on TikTok because Post Malone, um, Lincoln Park, ASAP Rocky, they have all been recorded stopping the show to help people that fall over. Like one, even one went viral of um, ASAP Rocky, like, y'all are assholes like fuck you pick her up like basically saying to like help the people up and that he's not going to continue the show until you guys help her up like there's no reason why these people should be getting trampled and things like that that was another thing about the travis scott show because he's known for telling people to storm the gates like Mm -hmm. if you can't get in because it's sold out storm the gates anyway um and then he encouraged someone at a previous concert to jump off this like balcony of some sort and they actually got paralyzed from the I don't I think he I think he said from the neck down but paralyzed for the rest of his life um and so like all of this like past stuff is coming up but I originally I was like how can you hold someone like this accountable because it was a sold out show and if you see videos it's so big that I don't know how you would know but you you can see it in Kylie Jenner's posts 
and she did a post which I, I saw that last night. The is such a bullshit ass a fucking apology, and I she should fire her PR person. It's gone. Um, I don't know if it expired or if it was deleted, but it's gone now. Well, I think her and Travis both did a bullshit ass apology, and I think he deserves to be sued for for it. I'm gonna try to pull up the um. I have it in here. A bullshit ass apology. So were they like, filming for their new show? Because on the apology that I saw on her Instagram story, it said something about condolences and that they would have never continued the show or never continued filming had they known what was going on. So I'm just wondering. I don't buy it because there's videos. I have the TikToks of someone screaming, they're dead in there. You have to stop the show. And he continues and they're shoot away. So she writes, this is either her or her PR person. Travis and I are broken and devastated. My thoughts and prayers are with all who lost their lives, were injured or affected in any way by yesterday's events. And also for Travis, who I know cares deeply for his fans and the Houston community. I want to make it clear we weren't aware of any fatalities until the news came out after the show. And in no world would we have continued filming or performing. I'm sending my deepest condolences to all the families during this difficult time and will be praying for the healing of everyone who has been impacted. Okay. So I have a lot of things to say about this because the venue itself and the security and the um, the show promoters and things like that should have been aware of Travis's problems with shows in the past, with him telling people to storm the gates, with someone being paralyzed, with other people passing out. Um, why is it that other artists stop the show for someone simply falling? So as soon as you saw a medic, why not acknowledge somebody and see like, you know, other artists are literally on their mic saying like, hold on, we got to stop the show, like things like that. And Travis Scott can't even acknowledge them. So I don't buy into this bullshit apology. I can't wait to continue following this and to also do my own research because I feel very uneducated about the situation outside of just what I told you that I saw. It was like a news clip. I don't even know what I was scrolling, but I I saw it when I was sitting at the airport and I was like, wow, that's a lot of people to pass away at a single concert, there must mm-hmm. have been something going on and this injecting something in people's necks. Like what the heck? Um, on this lawyer, she, this lawyer did like a, um, a lawyer's take on it. And one of the comments under it says that Travis did something similar in 2015 and was charged, um, because he tweeted, if you can't get tickets, storm the gates. Um, and the number three says Travis aware of surge and continued, And then someone else commented to that and said his active encouragement of non-ticket holders to enter has to be the biggest negligence here. I've seen a video with hundreds of them storming the gate. So that means that they're not going through whatever means necessary, being checked for guns, being checked for drugs, like whatever that looks like. Um, You know what I mean? Like, I I just feel like specifically in today's world, that is just blatant negligence because you know the capabilities are there for mm-hmm. something bad to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone should have to be go through the same exact process. And it's not fair for the ticket holders who, you know, went, purchased the tickets, went through security, did all the things that they needed to do, then to be stormed by people who didn't do any of that. That's completely negligent. I just don't. At first I was like, you guys are, you know, 
trying to fit them into this narrative and things like that. But um, I think in one of the videos, I have a bunch of TikToks for references um, that I can send you. Um, but they were saying that like Gwen Stefani was charged for something um, like this uh, several years ago. And she was charged because she knew what was going on and didn't stop the show. Um, so that's one wild out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a couple of listener topics that you guys had wrote in and the two that we picked for this week. Um, the first one was how do you explain divorce and breakups to kids and how did we both do it? Um, I feel like this is such a topic with so many legs because I think there's mm-hmm. so many different ways that you can handle the situation. Um, I can't speak on breakups just cause I haven't had one. Um, but I was actually having this conversation with someone over the weekend about how, when you have little kids, breakups can be very confusing because you're introducing them to someone and then all of a sudden that person is gone and then you're with someone else. And like, how do you explain that entire process? I'm not sure. Um, I can speak on the divorce part and I have, you know, many times before. I think that you just have to go with what your gut tells you to do. And each child is so different. Um, the way that you might explain divorce to one might look very different than the way you explain it to another. Um, people with multiple children, I don't really believe in the um, strategy. One size fit all. Yeah. The, the, you know how you've heard people say, oh, well, we sat our kids down and told them that we were getting a divorce or, you know, we were no longer going to be a family or we were no longer going to be this. To me, I don't, if I had multiple children, that's not the way that I would do it because I think every child responds very differently. And this is a very serious thing that um, I think that you should give each child the individual attention for them to be able to respond and you to be able to answer questions in a private way. Yeah. With with that child. My kids are so different. All of them. Um, I wouldn't, if I was to, you know, be married and getting a divorce right now, I would not be able to just tell them, sit down and like have that conversation. I would have to, it's not like a bear passing away. Remember when um, bear passed away and I had a talk. I don't know if you ever watched the scene, but I did talk to them about it. That to me was a little bit different because that it was our family dog. And yes, they may have questions, you know, separately, but it was, it was okay to ask them, I think in front of their siblings, but for something like divorce where each child would internalize that, in my opinion, very differently. I don't think I would like, I think we could have a family talk after I have told them individually and then been like, you know, I'm here for, for you guys or what, you know, whatever that may look like. Um, But to initially tell them together, I wouldn't. I think, um, and again, I only have one child, so I can't speak you know, for people who have multiple children. But I know that divorce is something that is long impacting on a child. And even as much as last night, whenever we got back home, when I filmed for Chrisley Knows Best, Jackson traveled with me everywhere. And so the norm for us is it's not abnormal for Jackson to go on a trip with me 
by ourselves and then come back home and we'll be there. And I think that's kind of what happened for us last night. And that was a whole navigation that I had to navigate at 10 o'clock at night of Jackson bawling his eyes out in my kitchen saying, I wish my dad was here because his norm would have been to travel with me and then come home and his dad be at home. Right. Right. And so I think that the best advice that I can give, whether it's breaking the news to your kids, um, navigating various different situations that come up, that will come up. Don't be naive to think that, you know, once it's said and done, that situations aren't going to come up because they will, um, to just navigate that with each child individually, because what works for one could work for another, but likely not. Um, and just be understanding that they have feelings and the way they Mm -hmm. internalize things are very different. Their thought process is very different than an adult and being able to kind of get on their level, um, and take your feelings out of it because that's what I've had to do with Jackson is kind of like remove my perspective and just only try to see things from his lens. I agree with you wholeheartedly with everything that you just said. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break to talk about the Pill Club. Kale and I absolutely love the Pill Club, and we have talked about them many of times before. But if you missed it, if you are on birth control, remembering to take your pill is already enough work. Forget going to the doctor in person to get your prescription and picking it up from the pharmacy. The Pill Club wants to help take the work out of taking care of yourself. The Pill Club is a birth control subscription prescribed by a medical professional and delivered straight to your door for free. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $9 per month without insurance. And like I said, the Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free and discreet packaging. And their licensed medical team is just a text away to give you the best reproductive health care. So you can skip the office visit and waiting in line at the pharmacy and join the club. Right now, when you go to the pillclub.com slash convos. The pill club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every coffee convos listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's the pillclub.com slash convos to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember the pillclub.com slash convos. You must use the link to make a donation. And then the next listener question was, how do you find the right therapist for you? What do you look for in a therapist and our experience with therapy? That's a lot of question. Um, These are heavily charged questions for a Monday. I know. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Um, So for me, I have been through several therapists. And then this last time when I was looking for a therapist, I was having a really hard time because I just like couldn't get through to anyone everyone's booked everyone's not taking patients or just not calling me back um when i talk about better help i literally am not kidding when i called like between 13 and 15 therapists um i look for someone who is i was seeing like counselors before versus like a therapist 
Um, and I also had like, I hope we don't go down like, a t- uh, go. I don't want to go on a tangent, but this is my experience. Um, I had like a complex with men, right? So like, I think I was seeking out a father figure with my counselors or therapists, doctors, teachers, et cetera. I was very always drawn to like men professionals. Right. Um, we've talked about that on the podcast. Now I'm in a place where I would, I would not seek out a man, like a male, um, because I had gone to males before men for therapy, co-parenting, whatever. And it just like hasn't worked out. So this time when I was looking, I only called women. Um, and I ended up finding someone who is, it specializes in PTSD, which is what I needed. So that's what I looked for this time. Um, thankfully by the grace of God or the universe, I don't fucking know. Um, it just worked. And so I don't, I think I was just so desperate that I would have probably tried anybody, but she called me back and she was also specializing in PTSD. I, think that a lot of people have that experience of going through a lot of different therapists. That wasn't my experience. However, I didn't submit to therapy until I knew that I was ready to receive therapy. Um, so I think that that's why, and it could have just been the luck of the draw that I just had a really good fit from the start. Mm Mm-hmm. However, I do think a lot of it has to do with what you're ready for. And if you're not ready for therapy and if you're not willing to submit to therapy and really invest in wanting to be better, my personal belief is nothing's going to be a great fit. Agreed. I agree with that. So my therapist, it has been a godsend. Um, the best ever. And so thankful that I have been able to find her and keep her. And I think that you really, um, have to, when you go to therapy, I think a lot of people go into it like, Oh, this is just an hour appointment that I do, you know, weekly, biweekly, whatever your therapy session is. And you're thinking about all these other things that are going on in life and you're not really dedicating your hour or sometimes in Kale's case, two hour sessions, um, (laughs) you're not fully there. And I think with therapy, you have to be in a place to me, it's not even worth the appointment. If I am super overwhelmed and I can't, I can't let go of the things that are going on in life to be in that hour therapy session. It's just better for me to reschedule it because I need to be able to fully be present in therapy with nothing else going on like a hundred percent a hundred percent phone on airplane like nothing else going on so that would be my advice to make sure that if you are doing therapy that you are giving it your whole self for however long you're going if it's an hour if it's 30 minutes if it's two hours i have therapy tomorrow and thursday oh you got you're doubling up this week I double up. I've doubled up for the past eight weeks. Th- things must be going on that we we don't be knowing. Well, it's just like my one my one therapy session would be just catching up on all the bullshit from the prior week, and I wasn't getting into like actual stuff. So I realized when that was happening that I needed another hour to fully like one to unload for the week and one to like tackle things for like goals. You know what I mean? To do goals and um. 
I realize like when I'm taking a step back and like responding to dumb shit on Twitter, not Twitter, on like Instagram or responding to like posting the fat shaming stuff like that about Lauren and Chris, like shit like that. I should not be responding to after two years of therapy. So I knew that something else was going on that I needed to like add on. Well, and I think that that's great that you even are in a place to where you can say, I shouldn't be responding to that. Even though I did respond to it, I shouldn't be responding to that. That's Mm -hmm. growth. That is growth. I hope so. Cause I know, I know there's growth. I just, sometimes I'm still going to fuck up and I don't think that I can say it enough. You can make five, take five steps forward. And just because you take two steps back does not take away the three steps that are still in between. Do you know what I mean? Well, for sure. And side note, um, it's 2021. It's almost 2022 and people are still fat shaming. <laughs> body shaming shaming in general like people shaming people for being too thin or too fit or too you know pale and just all the things like I don't understand it's like why do you not have better things to do with your life than to worry about my appearance that's all they can say like it's weird to me that that people just for whatever reason decide oh today I'm gonna wake up and be like you're just a skinny bitch or, you know, you're just freaking fat. It's like, no, shut <laughs> up. Find something else to do. Facts. Factual. Like I'm that important to your life that you need to say that stuff. Wow. Like, listen, I'm not even going to say anything bad about you. You just need to pray. You need to pray for yourself. You need to pray for me because you keep coming at me like that. Then you're going to see a different me. Facts. Also facts. 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 <laughs> Why are you that way? I'm just regular. I don't know. What else do you have going on this week? How is your working out going? Because I know that you, I don't know if it was on your Instagram story, if it was in our personal yeah, text that I'm divulging information, but somewhere I heard you say that you weren't, you would either reach the plateau or you weren't losing mm-hmm. the weight My- that you wanted. My cortisol is so high that I like my sleep is not happening. I'm waking up between 10 and 15 times in a night. Um, And so my and my cortisol is high, which is affecting obviously my weight loss and my sleep. And I can't lose weight if I don't sleep. I also can't just like function properly if I don't sleep. So it's kind of just been and I don't know if it's just like stress related in general or if it's PCOS related. So I'm I'm very much struggling with that. And my therapist wants me to see like my regular not my OB, but like my regular physician, which I have to get one. Um, And then I'm going to go to an endocrinologist because there's no reason why my cortisol should be as high as it is. That's just crazy. I mean, it's so nuts to me that you have been on this journey to figure out really like what has been going on for so long now and still fully don't have answers. I just think that there's so much there's so many conflicting things about PCOS and um, there's so many different ways that it presents itself in different women. And so it's hard to like pinpoint it. And I also think that it's ever changing. So nobody really puts. There's just other things that people are putting their efforts into, I think. And um, it's it's a struggle for me because I struggle with my weight and I, I want to be in a good place. So right now. 
my working out is to just maintain at the very least, like just maintain while I'm not sleeping so that I'm not like super gaining weight while I'm not sleeping. And, um, you know, my hormones are out of whack. So we'll see. Hopefully, you know, we get through this little bit and then I can start like losing again. I would love for you and Macy to do an episode on coffee combos, just like the differences that you guys have experienced with PCOS. Okay. I'm down to do that. I will reach out to her. I think that would be so cool because a lot of people, um, when we did that episode responded and I just think that it would be interesting to see two different perspectives of people with the same diagnosis. Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure that I, I already know I struggle with weight gaining, like I'm gaining weight like crazy. I know Macy for a little while, she was very open about talking about trying to gain weight. She couldn't gain weight. And then, um, she openly has talked about not being able to, like, she didn't have a regular period. So she didn't know she was pregnant. I, at first my doctor was like, you know, just be happy when, after I had Lincoln, just be happy that you have two healthy kids. Um, because I did have multiple miscarriages. And so I thought that I wasn't going to be able to carry again. Um, and then I had two more kids. And so I clearly haven't had a problem as much of a problem with fertility. And, but we both did struggle with acne and we both were on Accutane. So similar, similar similarities and differences, but I would love to talk about that because I think that people just have this, um, misconception that you have to be overweight to have PCOS. Right. And I think that it would be great just to hear a perspective of someone that had just opposite experience. Yes, I agree with that. So maybe we can, I'll reach out to her on Instagram and see if she would be open to it. For sure. Um, One thing that I just wanted to say that came up in church the other day, and I know you aren't religious and you don't have to be. um, This was just something in life that I was like, Wow, I think that everyone could benefit from hearing this. Um, the pastor, we had just a guest pastor for the week, and he was talking about making peace with your past. And he posed the question, who do you need to make peace with in your personal and professional life? And who do you need to say sorry to? Um, and how can you humble yourself to pursue peace so that you can have a level of unity? And then was talking about not worrying about what your neighbor might think. And when I say neighbor, I mean like anyone who's around um, might think about it. And so that really resonated with me. And I've been thinking a lot on it and have been working on some of those things in my personal life. And it just feels good um, to be able to make peace I don't want to say demons because I don't really think that I have demons, but um, to make peace with situations in my past that it's no longer important to me to harbor resentment and hate. Um, it's It's been so helpful for me over the past, I would probably say four weeks since, since I heard this. And I would love to know, um, and even from you, Kale, um, if you feel like you could say sorry to someone for something that you don't really feel like you owe an apology for, but for the sake of being able to be in a peaceful place existence to be able to say, you know, like, I'm sorry for whatever 
perception that you had on this situation and whatever way that it made you feel, do you think that you're in a place that you can do that in your life? I think there are certain certain people, yeah. I don't think that everybody... I don't think this is one size fits all. I think this is yeah, very... Right. I, I think that they're like very specific. I think there are a couple. Um, there, are, there are also people that I have, I guess you could say like beef with, but I don't, but it's also not really like, I just don't, I don't care that you exist kind of thing. It's so freeing though to be able to make peace with situations that no longer should have any control of your life. Right. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, just kind of making peace with it and moving on from it and removing that from any thoughts that you have. Cause I think sometimes we get so caught up in wanting to continue to hate somebody or wanting to continue to just like have this negative perspective of an individual or a situation that it does control you to some degree. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking about it on a regular basis, then it definitely has control. And I think that's where like a lot of like hate the, the, it spills out into other aspects of your life because you know what I mean? Like you, I don't know how to describe it, but I also don't want to feel like that. So yes, there are definitely situations that I could apologize to or for. I talked about it in therapy after hearing this and I just feel like such a more peaceful existence to be able to let go of some of the things that Mm -hmm. it doesn't you're so right it does seep into other areas of your life that you don't even realize and controls situations that you don't even realize that it has an effect on right and you don't you usually don't even know until you're kind of out of it correct that exactly that's when I started realizing like wow I'm so much happier in this part of my life because Mm -hmm. I made peace with that that I didn't even realize had an effect on that. Right. Exactly. So that was really just um, me being on my soapbox telling everyone that we just need to apologize for everything and, you know, make peace in your life. So here we are. Well. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> happy. I'm happy for you. Um, anyway, okay, well, then I will chat with everybody who is listening and kill. I'll chat with you later um, next week. And if you guys have not followed us on at Coffee Convos podcast on Instagram, make sure you follow us there. And if you have not subscribed to our show, you can do that by searching the Purple Podcast app. Um, we're available on any Apple device, Spotify, and I think every other podcast app at this point. So I hope you guys have a great week and we'll chat with you soon. See ya.